Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is Abby Cannon, the low-waste lifestyle queen and RD. Abby is an attorney-turned-dietitian, sustainability, low-waste, non-toxic living expert, and yoga teacher. And she's also a new mom to a one-year-old boy. She founded Abby's Food Court, a private nutrition practice focused on supporting women who are trying to conceive, pregnant, or in the postpartum phase. Abby counsels her clients on nutrition, mindful movement, and low-waste, non-toxic living and helps them optimize their health and the health of their entire families. In this episode, Abby walks us through how living sustainably can improve your health, the best ways to eat sustainably, and easy swaps that are a super low lift. Serving it all to us in a non-judgmental way and reminding us that it's all about small changes over time. I'm so excited to have Abby on the show and hoping to bring her back as a reoccurring guest because there's so much to unpack when it comes to the habits that are best for our health and also best for the planet. I know for myself, I have made small changes over the years toward living more sustainably and don't get me wrong, I still have a long way to go, but it feels good to be making choices that not only are better for myself, but for the greater good and the good of the planet. Abby says in the episode today that once you bring awareness, you can't ignore it, which to me tells us that one of the best ways to start making sustainable changes in your life is to educate yourself more and more and educate Abby will, but still from a realistic standpoint. So come learn with me how to make healthier choices for yourself, the planet, and your family. It may even involve a different way to look at snacking, even naked. Abby, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on today to talk all about sustainability and how that plays a role in our health. Um, But I want you just to start off telling everyone a little bit about your journey going from an attorney to a dietitian. And um, just have you always been interested in sustainability and how you got to be this low waste lifestyle queen? Well, thank you, Kate. (laughs) I'm really excited to be speaking with you and especially about this topic. To answer the question about how I've always been interested in sustainability, yes. So my family has always been environmentally conscious. We always had a compost. My dad even gave up driving for 10 years. He only rode his bicycle. Oh, my God. And I was just always aware of it. And when my friends in middle school and high school used to litter, I would, you know, pick up the trash and I'd be like, we are borrowing this earth from our children. And everyone would just look at me like I had five heads, but it always just, I was always very connected to how our choices impacted the planet. And then, you know, I became an attorney and I left my job. I went back to school to become a dietitian. And I was like, I am going to figure out how the secret to making everybody healthy. I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And in school, I was learning all about, you know, science of nutrition, how to eat properly. And then that wasn't so much translating in my own life. You know, I was still grabbing a bagel to go or relying on bars or snacking too much. And I'm like, this is really interesting. I know the information and I'm not implementing it. And I was a psych major in my first undergrad degree. So I'm like, there's, this is really interesting. And then I happened upon learning about the zero waste movement and lifestyle. And I noticed that when I started to implement some of the practices, I was naturally eating healthier. And that's when it really clicked for me that having this mindset just, again, it naturally led me to make healthy choices without thinking about, oh, I need to make the healthy choice. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's when I really dove into the sustainability aspect with health. That's kind of how I got got into it specifically. Yeah. I mean, that's such an interesting way. I really have never thought of it that way until you just said it like that. Um, which also guys, that's probably every dietitian while we're actually in school learning, none of us are actually eating well (laughs) (laughs) because you have no time and no life. Um, 
but I never thought of it that way that it actually eating more sustainably just naturally makes you eat, right? Like I know Abby, you promote, and we'll talk about it, but snacking naked, right? Mm -hmm. So like having Mm -hmm. a piece of fruit, um, I'm curious when you finally made that connection, what were some of the things that really stood out to you in terms of like the health connection with sustainability? I think, especially when I started to work with clients one-on-one, and I'm glad you brought up snacking because I think that that's one of the best examples. We often talk to our clients about reading nutrition labels and all my clients, anyone I meet, they're like, okay, what's a healthy snack? And when you start to think about it, right, you'll look at the ingredients and we want ingredients that you can pronounce, that you understand what they are, there aren't additives. So a bar, let's say, one that I would quote unquote approve of would have dates and nuts and seeds. And then I'm like, like just have some dates and nuts and seeds. You know, we're obsessed with, with the convenience of it. And I think our obsession with convenience just derails us from realizing like you just need to eat real whole foods as often as possible. And when you are focused on that, it's easier to resist all of these packaged goods. Even if they have great ingredients, we we forget that we can just eat the ingredients. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I... I hate the bar movement. I feel like that's the one question I get all the time. Is this bar good? Is this bar okay? <laughs> and most of the time they're not. Um, but that's an interesting they, way. Yeah. Even if they are quote unquote good, quote. Mm-hmm. they're still coming in a single use plastic wrapper. Yep. They're still, um, I can't, I can't think of the word, um, distracting us, I guess. Yeah. Or in, causing us to fall into this, we need everything to be convenient. Mm -hmm. But there are some times when a date or a handful of almonds is really just as convenient. You don't need it to be wrapped in a package. That's, and that's exactly what I'm thinking is, okay, take your, you know, hopefully you're using like a silicone package or, you know, a glass Tupperware, just pop some nuts in there pop two dates or some dried fruit. And you know, how long does that really take you? Yes. For both items, you still have to go to the store, mm-hmm. right? It's for both. And then you have them at home, but really does it take you that extra step? And I think it's, it's just something as human beings, it's that thought process that it will almost like sometimes for meal prep, people are like, Oh, oh I can't I do it. Like it's going to mm-hmm. take all day. And it's like, no, I'm going to teach you away. It's going to take you 30 minutes and you're going to have stuff for the whole week. Right. Um, so it's, again, it's just like that little roadblock. So how do you get people to get over some of those roadblocks? I think you have to point out the obvious things that people look at all the time and then become desensitized to. For example, we have no relationship with our garbage. If you live in an apartment, you put it down the chute, you have no idea how much garbage you're accumulating in a day. Uh, I live in the suburbs of New York City. I put the garbage at the end of my driveway. Well, I don't, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, someone puts the garbage at the end of the driveway and we never see it again. Uh, And there's this disconnection, right? We just don't, we're not aware of it. But once you start to be aware, okay, like how many times am I throwing something away in the garbage? Or, oh my God, that's a lot of snack wrappers that I see in my garbage. We're not primed to notice that to begin with. But once you bring awareness to something like your garbage, you can't then ignore it. So once I learned about the zero waste movement and I was it was like a light bulb went out where I was like, oh, went on where I was just like, oh my God, look at how much I'm throwing away. Once you start to become aware of your garbage, what you're throwing away all the time, then it starts to eat away at you. Like it literally was like, I, I can't deal with how many wrappers I'm throwing away. And then you're primed to make change. And the change 
I hate to use the word easy because everything, it's all relative. Like something that's easy for me might not be easy for you, but it's much easier to make a change when you're so sickened by your behavior and when it just doesn't align with your values. I think awareness is really the most important starting point. Do you do you ever get people or clients that they're on like the other end of the spectrum, Abby? They're like, hey, I'm like using, you know, single use water bottles throughout the day and I use plastic and I'm not even aware. And, you know, I'm going to start being aware and I want to be more sustainable. How do you kind of progress with them? And this is for anyone, like, where does someone even just start? The first most important thing from my perspective is not being judgmental. Nobody wants to listen to that judgmental, mean environmentalist. I don't even want to, right? You just like have this like danger, danger, danger. They're going to attack, you know, everything that I do and make me feel horrible. And while we might bring awareness to people and they might feel horrible after, that's not the goal, right? So I think not being judgmental with my clients or with my community or with anybody who's interested is my first step. And we can only make small changes over time. People don't, it's not sexy to say that, but that's the only thing that ever works. And I, I believe that once you start making healthier choices for yourself and for the planet and for your family and for those around you, it becomes addictive. You want more of that. You want more of that feeling. You want to feel energized because you're eating better. You want to feel better about your choices because you are helping to save the planet. And that makes taking each step that much easier. So I really like to start, again, not being judgmental. And then the easiest swap outs that are super low lift, like a bamboo toothbrush. Nobody is that obsessed with their plastic toothbrush that they care so much to change to bamboo. Well, I mean, I guess if you are, you know, (laughs) we should talk. Actually, but, I'm curious, Abby, on that note, do they have, because I will say I am kind of obsessed with my Sonicare toothbrush because okay. it helped with like my, my gums a lot. Do they have a bamboo version yet or well, anything so like that? that, that one, uh, it's the electric, the electric one. Yeah. You, an electric one. So the electric, you swap out the top, the electric base you keep using. Yeah, okay. exactly. I wonder if they have a specific recycling program. Interesting. I mean, I've had mine for years. I probably should have swapped it out a long time ago, <laughs> but I'm a little cheap. No, um, you- but I was just curious if you knew, because I will say that is, I am kind of obsessed with my toothbrush, but for it being that electric, the electric. Right. Okay. That I will, that I understand. I'm thinking more like, you know, yes. the regular, no, like your, your regular plastic, your regular toothbrush. plastic toothbrush. Yeah. So there are companies like TerraCycle, which recycles the unrecyclable. And they have lots of programs with brands directly where you just have to log in and say, you know, I want this Sonicare recycling program and they'll send you a bag and you send them back the item and they recycle it. Oh, that's great. Like I never, I mean, that never even crossed my mind, but just to know that that's out there. Okay. So we have swap your toothbrush for Mm -hmm a bamboo toothbrush or recycle your electric one. Right. What are some other ways? A reusable water bottle. Especially now that we are home a lot. Very good. I have mine too. Uh, there's really no reason unless you have a really poor quality water to not be filling up your water bottle at home or even on the go. I love to have a Go Pure water filter. Go Pure Pod in my water bottle when I left the house uh, that made me confident in filling up water wherever I went. Uh, good idea. That included when I traveled. You know, I always felt really good about filling up my water bottle, letting it sit for two minutes, and then drinking it. That I think is a pretty low, again, a low lift to make that swap. Uh, it also helps you. You know, you can 
keep track of your water intake a little bit better because you know, okay, I fill up my water bottle four times a day and it's X ounces. So I you're think saving money. You're, you're saving so much money. And if you think it's inconvenient, just search on Google where those water bottles are ending up, right? There is, there is always a price to convenience. And even if you're not paying for it financially, or if you, you will pay, we were paying for it, you know, in, in some way. And eventually it will be financially because we, you know, we, we can't, we have to consider what's going on in the environment. And eventually money is going to have to be put to that. So, okay. So water bottles with a filter, uh, I always love bamboo utensils. Again, this applied more when we weren't stuck at home so much, but if you are always getting those plastic forks and spoons and knives when you get takeout food, just swap it with bamboo silverware or even take a set of silverware from your kitchen. Just eliminate something. And who really likes to eat off of plastic silverware? It's horrible. No. No. The experience is and it break it breaks half the time and then it's actually in your food. Yeah. And what I like to do, I mean, um, I mean, you can get really cheap, really cute bamboo sets on Amazon. Yes. yes. Um, and I think I got a pack. It was like two or three and I keep them where like, I keep one in my work bag. Mm-hmm. So whenever, which I just take traveling whenever yes. we travel and it's worked out great because there's been so many times where I've brought either our, our own food or, you know, picked something up at Starbucks and I'm like, Oh shoot, I don't have any utensils. And then I'm like, but wait, I do. 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 And they're great. They're sturdy. I feel good about using them. And that's kind of like what you're talking about. It's, it's just like when we give someone a gift, right. Or, you know, we're doing something for someone else. And in this case, it's for the planet. Yeah. You just get those good feelings. And, and and so much of our habits were just conditioned, right? They put the plastic silverware and we use it. We're not horrible people. It's just, we never paid attention to it because we have loads of Mm -hmm. other things we need to pay attention to. But it's, and that's actually the first, the first thing that I did in my personal life was I just thought about what, what comes into my house that I automatically throw away. And it was always plastic silverware. It cuts my mouth. I never liked the taste. I can't pick up food with it. Like if you can pick up a piece of lettuce with a plastic fork, you, you need to win the medal. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how you do it. So I just automatically threw it away. So swapping that out was such a non-issue for me. And for most people, if you can just leave a set in your bag and at your desk, you don't have to think about it. And they're light. Like you leave it in your purse. You're not going to notice it's in there, but then you're going to have it on hand, especially now too, you know, with COVID even like, I mean, I know it's winter right now, but having the chance to maybe like pick up takeout and go to a park and sit outside, you have your, your silverware with you. Absolutely. And it's not, it enhances your experience. It even, it makes you feel really good, right? Mm-hmm. You're not using something for two minutes and then throwing it away. Yeah. Those are the, oh, straws. If you need a straw, get a stainless steel straw, get a glass yeah. straw. So cheap on Amazon. I actually think the stainless steel tra- st- straw came with my pack um, and Andrew, like, so I was actually just thinking we will link, um, I was just telling our producer that we will link that in the show notes. And I, cause I know the Abby's sets I got bamboo. Oh, Abby, you also. have your stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's link that too, because Perfect. then you have the silverware and the straw all in one pack mm-hmm. and you're ready to go. You're ready to go. And I don't understand people's obsession with straws either. I'm, I guess I'm just not a straw person, but it, when you think about it, like, do you really need that straw? Do you? Do you really need it? I well, so for me, I will say I drink more water with it, but what I really like, um, and you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this, but I get the silicone mm-hmm. tops to attach to it. One, because yes. the straw, my water bottle's really large and it's just not long enough, right. but two, it just makes it softer. Cause I know some people don't like the metal hitting yes. their teeth. The silicone um, is a great option, but I love having those. And that was another like really cheap Amazon find. There's so many different colors. Definitely wash your straws yes. <laughs> and yes. wash the silicone toppers. Yes. Uh, 
Um, but I find I do drink more That's water true. with it. And actually I have the hydro flask, which has the straw attached. So I guess I am a straw person. I just never realized it. <laughs> the hidden a, straw. I'm not a plastic straw person. I never really was, but yeah, no, you know, the, again, these are low lift swaps that you can make that won't, you won't feel it. You won't feel like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm not using a plastic fork anymore. I'm so sad. You're not going to think about it again. And on the flip side, you're going to feel really good about your choices. And that can hopefully catapult you to make even bigger choices that might at initially inconvenience you. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious, Abby, in terms of the health benefits of also making these swaps, right? Like getting rid of some plastic. Um, and then if there's other kitchenware in terms of getting rid of like toxins, just, Mm -hmm. you know, I always think about like, we need to motivate people to do this. Right. And we also need to teach them why. So they actually make the behavior change. So why in terms of health, and then later I want to get into like this more of this of the sustainability aspect, but why in terms of health would people want to make these changes? How is it going to improve their health? I think this is the best part about living sustainably is everything else kind of falls in line to help support you being your healthiest self. Thinking about eating foods in their whole form as much as possible. An apple is always going to beat out an apple chip. Anytime there's some kind of processing, it's happening somewhere where we don't see it. We don't really know what's happening. It's always, that is always going to be less nutritious. Having whole grains as opposed to a chip with whole grains is always going to be more nutritious. So when you start to think about eating foods as close to their natural form as possible, you're going to be getting more nutritional value from those foods that you eat as a whole. So that just all of us, like at the base is going to upgrade your diet. All of us can benefit from consuming less animal products in our diets. You don't have to become vegan overnight, but consuming less of them than we are on average consuming is better for our health and for the planet. And then on top of that, making sure that you're getting these products from sustainable sources. Again, that affects our health because we are, we eat what we eat eats, right? That famous Michael Pollan quote, you are what your food eats. You're, I, I, whatever, I butchered it, yeah. <laughs> something like that. He's much more eloquent. Uh, and so if we prioritize eating foods that, or eating animal products that were raised and fed foods that they should be raised and fed with and treated uh, treated better as part of a whole ecosystem we're supporting the planet and again supporting our health. So at every stage, any decision that you consider sustainability and health, the sustainable choice is, you know, nine times out of 10 going to be the healthiest for you. So and, and also if you, you know, I like to say snack naked, but also shop naked. This really applies pre-COVID to a certain extent, because I think a lot of things have been turned on their head. But when you go to the supermarket, getting the fresh lettuce that isn't packaged in plastic, you're going to get more bang for your buck. You're going to, again, it's less processed and packaged and, and, and touched. So it's going to be more nutritious. And that is just like the baseline of the benefits of this lifestyle. And Abby, I just want to stop you in case anyone doesn't know, can you explain what snacking naked um, yes, and buying idea. foods naked? What, yeah, <laughs> what, what that is. Uh, it does not involve you going to the supermarket. Naked, <laughs> just to clarify, make sure that's clear. It's thinking about the packaging that your food and snacks come in. So in terms of shopping naked, throw your veggies into the cart without any plastic bags on them, or you can invest in some, you know, canvas bags to throw your produce in. It just eliminates, again, that plastic that you get home, you immediately throw away. And it's used, it has such a short lifespan in our lives, and yet it lasts for thousands of years in our environment. 
And those are the things we want to just like nip in the bud and get rid of. So if you shop naked and you think about the packaging first, you're automatically going to be gravitated towards the healthiest foods because those are unpackaged. Where it gets a little dicey is when you have a decision between organic produce that's wrapped in plastic Mm. and conventional produce that's not. It's really, it's challenging. And I think if, you know, from my perspective, I follow the dirty dozen. If it's a dirty, if it's a food that's listed on the dirty dozen, meaning that it's been tested by the environmental working group and has the highest levels of pesticides, I would prefer to get that in plastic that's organic to avoid those pesticides than conventionally uh, grown naked produce. But sometimes you might realize I don't really need celery this week if my only option is to have it packaged and organic. So that's the the goal of shopping naked is to avoid as much single use plastic packaging as possible. That's not recyclable. What about, oh, I was just going to say, what, what about the bags at like, I know at our whole foods, the produce bags Mm. that say Mm. they're a hundred percent recyclable. Are they actually, or what's the deal with them? (sighs) That's a great question. So if they say they're 100% recyclable, the question is always where recycling, unfortunately Mm. is not universal. Every town and city and state has a different policy in terms of what they accept. In general, we have such a recycling crisis because we are recycling so much more than we can handle. In 2018, China stopped accepting our recycling, which was mind-blowing to me in that, I, oh my God, what we recycle ends up going to China to yeah, get recycled. Just think about the foot of that process. Uh, but they've stopped because they can't handle the the load. So I don't believe that it's actually getting recycled. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I, I, I assumed that, but I do. I wonder if a lot of, you know, and people listening to, um, they're feeling good about grabbing that bag, right? not realizing that it's probably not going where they think it's going. My biggest problem is when things are labeled compostable, I just can't. (laughs) Uh, Something is only compostable or you only get the benefit of something being compostable if you compost it, right? So it doesn't matter if it's ending up in landfill. Uh, Maybe it has like fewer toxic ingredients in it but it's still not composting if it's going to a landfill. And then if you don't have access to commercial composting, I don't here in where I live in New York, again, going to landfill. So unless something is backyard compostable and you have a backyard compost or you have access to commercial composting, it doesn't matter that something is compostable. It's just giving us, honestly, it's just giving consumers a false sense of security in what they're in these products. And we need to just kind of have like a, a radar for any packaging. We want to avoid any packaging in general, uh, as much as we possibly can. Yeah. I know the one thing I keep thinking about, we buy more so yes for convenience, but also I just think the nutrition value is a lot of the time Mm -hmm. better. And this is where I'm sure sometimes for you, like you were saying, certain times, do I buy organic with the plastic or not? You've like, you have your dietitian hat, but then you also have like the same sustainability aspect. We buy a lot of frozen veggies and fruit. And I do like the fact that most of the time they're picked at peak ripeness, cheaper. Like I can buy organic frozen veggies for really cheap. Um, and it's something I will, I, you know, tell a lot of my clients to do, especially for like, I call them your oh shit moments, but yes. when you're like, I like oh that. shit, I don't know what I'm making for dinner tonight or even lunch. Like they look at the clock and they're like, I have 30 minutes to make lunch. How can I get some veggies on my plate? Oh, you know what? I can just take my frozen veggies out. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that, Abby? Am I it's it's really killing hard. the planet? <laughs> it's really it's it's hard. And I think that's that's the trouble with black and white thinking in any situation. Uh, stress is the worst toxin of all. So if we are so stressed about living a zero waste lifestyle that we are horrible to be around, we can't eat anything because everything is killing the planet. And we're just like in this horrible depressed cycle. Like that's not good for anybody there. I believe there are times and places for convenience. 
I want people to eat more vegetables. Again, if you are Mm -hmm. replacing that meal of frozen vegetables or replacing a meal that you would ordinarily have a lot of animal-based products, like a meat and cheese heavy meal, and instead now you're having half the amount of cheese, half the amount of meat, and three times the amount of vegetables, and they're frozen on balance, that's going to be a more sustainable plate and a more sustainable meal. COVID in this COVID pandemic era has really shed light on this for me personally, that we can't be blinded by the packaging alone. It's not just about the packaging. We have to think about our overall lives and there aren't clear cut answers to a lot of these things, right? We don't have life cycle analyses of that, of those frozen vegetables, but we can confidently say that eating more vegetables is always going to be more sustainable. And if having frozen vegetables gets you there, go for it. If it's from a farm that used regenerative agriculture and cares about the planet and you really trust that brand and that company, how great is that? Right. So we we have to have we have to think of that too. And it's always, there's always going to be a give and take. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I'm curious too for someone that's listening, they're like, okay, you know what? I've thought about doing meatless Monday or one meal a day, um, starting to do it vegetarian or vegan. And I really want to get into that. What is your best advice for them? Abby? And obviously I have my opinion too on what are the best options for them and how do you feel about something like, um, an impossible burger or beyond meat, or, you know, if they're, if they're trait, if they're saying, okay, that one vegetarian meal a day I'm going to do is going to be pro I mean, it's processed food, right? And a lot of people, they just think, no, it's healthy, but I'm curious your take. If, and I don't know how much, how many millions of dollars went into creating impossible meat and beyond meat, impossible burger and beyond meat. I mean, probably like an exorbitant amount of money. If that money was channeled towards regenerative agriculture, towards sustainable farming, and educating consumers about the cost of their eating habits, I think that would have been money much better spent than giving people a burger that feels like a burger. I think there's... There's a time when we have to face the reality of our decisions. And I think that we are very close to that time. There are estimates that in 60 years, we will not have the soil healthy enough to farm food for us. I plan to be alive in 60 years. My baby's definitely going to be alive in 60 years. There is a give and take that we have to, that we have to reckon with. And I, I don't, processed food is not the answer. It's, you know, educating people, it's investing in a smarter way of farming. And I think that we would have been much better served as a society to not have impossible burgers. And yeah, again, no. look at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. None of the ingredients, you don't want to eat that. And can you make it at home? That's why I always ask or I tell clients too, when you when you're reading the ingredients, mm-hmm. could you go home and make that? Could you you know, like, especially with like salad dressings or things like that, but could you go home and make it? And if the answer is no, let's rethink it. Or, you know, maybe you have it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really glad you brought up soil health Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't realize that that's one of the key factors to sustainability. Um, I don't know, Abby, did you watch kiss the ground? I, Every single night I turned my husband, I said, please watch Kiss the Ground tonight. I had to watch it by myself. Yeah. I started, I have the book. I started to watch the documentary. I stopped it. I was like, Rob, you have to watch this with me. And every night he's like, I just yeah. need something uplifting. I think it is going to be uplifting. No, so I tell, need to tell Rob. Tonight. Yeah. Tell Rob it is, it is uplifting. Tell him you have to do it homework for the podcast, you know? Okay. Um, but for anyone listening, kiss the ground is a great documentary. I believe I can't remember. It's on Netflix. Yes. Okay. Netflix. Um, but it talks about soil health mm-hmm. and really goes into, if we don't keep up the health of our soil or, you know, really it's not in a great state now, if we don't improve it, mm-hmm. um, what can happen to our agriculture? So, uh, just to shed a little bit of light on, um, 
another aspect. So I'm glad you brought that up. So talk it's to so, me a little. It's so yeah. important to think about, to think about that. And I was listening to some, to a conference and the gentleman speaking about soil health was, gave this great analogy that said, the world, planet earth is going to survive this. We will not. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it, maybe instead of saying save the planet, we need to start saying save ourselves because <laughs> again, the earth will keep spinning. If we, you know, blow it up, it's still going to be there. Uh, but we won't. And actually, I like that angle too, because <laughs> for people who aren't caring so much about the planet or don't think about it, which there are people that don't, you say, save yourself. Yeah. Oh, their ears are going to perk up. Totally. Um, and, and we don't need everyone doing zero waste perfectly. We need yeah. on balance more people than not. And doing it in a way that's positive and non-judgmental and totally doable within people's lives is I think the easiest way to, to start to get more people on board. Yeah. And I'm curious to Abby, like in terms of just household appliances, mm-hmm. um, you know, and toxins that are, you know, getting in your body and also poor for the planet, what are some easy swaps people can make in their kitchen? Great question. We want to make sure we have nothing that has Teflon or any nonstick in terms of your pans. I don't like, even if it is saying it's non-toxic, I don't like anything that's um, nonstick. Stainless steel works great. You can use avocado oil. You can use coconut oil, whatever you got to do. It's going to be okay. Your food's not always going to stick. And cast iron is great. If that's too much of a hassle, again, stainless steel. Think of materials like just you. Sometimes we just need to step back and use our common sense. What are materials that are durable that stand the test of time that don't chip and crack? Plastic cutting uh, cutting boards. Where do you think those bits of plastic go? They're going into your food and then you're eating them. Right? Yeah. That's gross. So if you have a wood cutting board and a piece of wood gets in your food, like. That's okay. It's wood. It's like, we'll be fine. That's uh, like, like a uh, cinnamon, you know, yes, it's like some tree bark. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the new thing. So, so thinking about, again, long, we want to think of longevity of a product. How long will that stainless steel pot last as opposed to a pot that's coated where you, once you start seeing a chip away, you can't use that anymore. You shouldn't use it anyway. But uh, thinking about longevity really helps getting rid of nonstick anything getting rid of anything that's plastic that touches food. That's a big one in my house. If it touches food, I don't want it to be plastic. Uh, especially if you're heating it up, that just uh, makes it so that the chemicals and plastic transfer to our food even more. And then there are thousands of chemicals used to make up plastic. We don't know anything about these chemicals. BPA, BPSs, like we know that those are really harmful to us. But all, you know, the other thousand that haven't, we, have, we haven't even tested. So we don't know. We are the guinea pigs. So get rid of anything that's plastic that's touching your food. And again, it's going to be more durable than. So than like a wooden, plastic. like a wooden spoon. Right. A wooden um, spoon. A, a how do you feel spatula. about like silicone? Okay. How do you feel about like a silicone spatula? Great. Because then you can okay. get every bit of that food up. Yep. I'm like a crazy person when I'm packing it. I'm like, there is what? one. Oh, yeah. It's like scrape onion. that tiny bit. I will get it. And what about storage wise? What are your favorite go tos for storing food? Glass jars. Okay. I love glass jars uh, or, you know, glass Tupperware. I prefer it if it doesn't have a plastic top. If it does have a plastic top, you want to make sure that your food has cooled completely and that plastic top doesn't actually touch the food. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and just get some glass jars and you can see them. They do have stainless steel containers also that I love, but you can't see into them. So when you don't see you waste, I agree. I, I, I feel the same way. I feel like anytime I used to have, we don't have them anymore, but the stainless steel, I didn't even know it was in it. So what, why am I going to eat it? Why am I going to grab it for lunch? It's the, 
the reason why it is good if you leave your house <laughs> ever yeah. uh, to go to work, my husband prefers the stainless steel bowl because it's just lighter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, glass, so glass can get heavy. Yeah, he takes that to work and it's fine because like that's what he takes to work and he knows the food that's in it and he actually eats it. But in terms of longer term storage, if you can't see it, it's just going to go manky. <laughs> So I'm really curious, Abby, when you had your son and mm. for any parents listening mm. that are like, this all sounds great, but like I have kids. I don't know how I'm going to do this with kids. Were there challenges you ran into or what would you say to those people um, that are, you know, just scared to do it yeah. with children? Everything is impossible if you're sleep deprived. <laughs> like there, you can't do anything. Uh, and there are times when you can rely on convenience products. From my point of view, we need to call out laziness versus need. When you are an exhausted new mom and you just need to eat something, it's okay to have delivery. It's okay to have something in plastic. It's not going to kill you, right? You are exhausted. You need to eat. Your family needs to eat. I totally get it. We do need to be aware of when we're just falling into the habit of relying on convenient things to kind of mask just being lazy. Yeah. But when you are really stressed out parent, you have to make some sacrifices. I certainly did in the beginning. I was not cooking at all when I had my baby. So we had a lot more food that came in plastic packaging. Uh, and then there was a point where I was like, okay, it's over now. I have to, I have to get in the kitchen. And then there are weeks that I can't handle it. You know, my baby's not sleeping. He's transitioning his naps. I have a lot of work. You know, and those times I, I have to be okay with eating my vegetables in some form, even if it comes in a plastic bag. It's, it's doing the best you can, right? It's doing the best you can. It's calling yourself out when you need to call yourself out, but then also giving yourself grace when that's warranted as well. But there are still things that you can do, even when you're in that stressed out, I haven't slept phase. So one of my best pieces of advice for new moms is order your non-toxic products on subscription. Mm. Your shampoo, your face cream, your deodorant, your uh, toilet paper. Get that stuff on subscription so you never have to think about it and you know that it's always going to be the sustainable choice that you love. That's something that you can do, you know, right now. And it's, again, a, a low lift. So there are always things you can do, but you don't always have to do everything. Yeah, no, that's great. And even like if it's grocery delivery mm -hmm. or, you know, where it's not wrapped in packaging or, you know, if you get your vegetables, like I'm thinking of like a Misfits market or yep. something like that, it's not wrapped in packaging. Right. Um, and you just have it, like you said, on subscription. So, and which also people don't really, you know, want to go to the grocery stores right now. Right. But that's no, those are great tips. And kind of getting back to this motivation for everyone. And I think this may be our final question, but what types of changes do you see in your clients, Abby, when they start to adopt this low waste lifestyle? You know, being at health or, you know, sustainability wise, what do you see? I see them being more mindful in their everyday lives naturally. And I, I love to use the word naturally because, you know, mindful eating is a trend now and it's like, okay, you have to take this course. You have to do this. You have to do to be mind. You can just be mindful when you start to be more aware. And naturally when you care about something that's kind of bigger than yourself, I've never been more motivated to live a sustainable life than when I had my baby because my choices, my generation's choices, our choices are directly going to affect him. And moms are super women, right? We, we can do so much and we have such buying power. And when we bring our hearts and our intention and mindfulness to 
voting with our dollar with all of our purchases and our decisions, it's really empowering. So I see my clients living their lives in a much more empowered way naturally without being like, I have to, you know, be this really motivated person or I have to be empowered or I have to live mindfully. It's just like, this is my way of life. Let me do the best that I can and be more mindful about my decisions. And it is, it's a relief when you start living in alignment with your values. You're not always having that tug. And I think that's the most exciting thing to see when people start making, making these changes is that level of mindfulness, awareness, and empowerment. Yeah. I mean, there really is something to working towards something that's bigger than yourself. It also brings like that community aspect, even if you're not doing it with someone, which, you know, we talk about a lot, like kind of the Nordic philosophies Mm -hmm. and community and sustainability and socialization, but they all go hand in hand. So I love that you know, you're reminding people and obviously I'm sure people eat healthier too, because Absolutely right, right. they're snacking naked. Like they're yes. choose, they're making better choices because they're being mindful. Right. Um, and so I also want these choices to be effortless at the end of the day, we need to make habits that are automation for good. You, it needs to be something you're not thinking about. These are choices you just, <laughs> It's funny that I'm saying being mindful and then not thinking about it, but it's like, you're not thinking about being mindful. Mm -hmm. It's not work. Like you're not, you're not always constantly thinking about it and having to work towards it. Right. And you just naturally, you know, you just want to eat this way or you want to shop this way and you, you start doing it without it being so much work. Granted, there are times when it is work, but but the goal is to make these really great habits so that we can all feel better. And when we feel better, we're unstoppable. Yeah, no, I love that. I actually, I took down, um, some quotes from your website, but I just want to share them with everyone. So the first one was the diet and habits best for our health and also best for the planet. But I love this second one, low impact to your lifestyle and high impact to the planet. But I also think high impact to your health too. Absolutely. Um, I should edit that. So (laughs) it it really is. It's the beauty of it in general, living more sustainably is going to be better for your health and for the planet. Yeah. No, well, thanks so much, Abby. I mean, this was so great. And I I want you to share with people where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they work with you as a client? If you know they're listening to this and they're like, I need some help. Like, yes. I want to do this, but I need well, some help. I am here to help you wherever you are. If you use plastic water bottles or reusable, I'm here. You can find me on Instagram at Abby's Food Court. My website is abbysfoodcourt.com. And if you want to email me, it's abby at abbysfoodcourt.com. And okay, I'm Abby's, here. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm questioning if I should work with you, to be honest. <laughs> Just well, now I'm like you. thinking about everything. I mean, we are mindful here, but we could definitely do better. Um, luckily, being in California, it's like in your face. Right but we could do better. Um, so we like to, uh, end every episode with a little rapid fire Q and a. So just first thing that comes to mind. Okay. I'm ready. First one is favorite de-stressing, um, practice or support tool. Yoga. Okay. Love it. Um, coffee or tea coffee. Do you put anything in your coffee? I make a coconut milk creamer. Oh, I've seen you make this coconut. Share with share with everyone. It's my what most is it? popular recipe ever. It's just <laughs> canned coconut milk with a drop of vanilla extract. Blend it up. Sometimes you don't even need to blend it up. It's creamy. It's delicious. It's amazing. Oh my God. I think, you know what, I think I did make it once and it is delicious. I so. think my my can had separated though. So it got yes, a little weird. that happens. But that I have happens. to shake it. I'll have to shake it next yeah, time. You just have to shake um, it or blend okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Final one. Favorite home cooked meal? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, my favorite home cooked meal would have to be a stuffed baked sweet potato. Ooh, what do you stuff it with? Anything beans, spinach. 
I just like bake a sweet potato, make beans, spinach, a whole grain, mix it together, stuff it in the potato, call it a day. Yeah. And there's your, right. If you're trying to do like one vegetarian meal a day, that's super, all from whole foods, super totally. easy. And I love Delicious. things that you can put in the oven Oh yeah, because you don't have to do anything. Well, it's like what, put it in the I oven, mean, set the timer, peace out. <laughs> how do you feel about steamed vegetables? Since having my baby, I've rediscovered steamed vegetables. It's amazing. You, it yeah. takes like two seconds to steam, to cook anything. And they're just, then you add it to everything. I highly recommend. I really see that's, that's a good meal prep one too. Oh my God. Just steam anything and everything and then drink the water that you steam it with <laughs> because you will notice that it changes color. All the, yep, all the, color, nu- the nutrients the are in there. <laughs> so drink that water like a tea, make your whole grains with it. Don't throw it away. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. I love making any type of whole grain or anything with vegetable stock, or it just adds so much more flavor, but I love that using from your steamed vegetables, using that liquid to make it. It's so, Oh, Abby, that's good. That's really good. All right, Abby. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Kate. Now you may be able to guess what this week's actionable step is, but I want you to incorporate one of the sustainable swaps Abby suggested in this episode. That could be swapping out your plastic water bottles for a reusable one, swapping your plastic toothbrush for a bamboo one, using reusable produce bags at the grocery store, or even just switching out your storage containers to all glass or silicone. If you have any great tips on how to live a sustainable life, please leave it in a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can watch every episode of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. Plus, we want to hear from you. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com. And we hope to answer your question on air. And for something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.